Now you cook it for four hours. I cooked it for that <laughs> long. I couldn't even. I couldn't even see what it was. I don't know how you do that. You Californians are crazy, man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's delicious. Like we eat it. Well, now we're, I'm eating uh, beet greens and cook the same way. Mix them in with some lentils. Mm -hmm. uh, put some butter on it, uh, and I take my uh, tomatoes and cut them up and put them in there and dexterize them. By the way, the best tomatoes. Where do I have it? Aha! Remember, I was telling you about the early girls. Yeah. They have that little point oh, on the Oh, look at those, end. yeah. See the point? Yeah. Looks like a nibble. Yeah. <laughs> These are really, really good tomatoes. Really good. What do you call those early girls? I mean, we should plant some Early girls are the names. Vibrant yeah. Gal's the one that turned me on to them. I used to eat the heirloom tomatoes, which a lot of them are tasty. Some aren't, but most are. But these early girls are really, really, really good, good, both huh? raw and dexternized. Hmm. So in California with your... Uh, forever beautiful weather do you have tomato season like we do here it must be very long there there is a tomato season uh unless it's grown in greenhouses yeah uh, and of course greenhouses they grow oranges in nebraska in greenhouses sure. so uh, that's that's probably the future of agriculture uh if you want to be a subsistence farmer of course the whole idea is to just destroy the subsistence farmer because they want it either for big ag or now laboratory they want to make our food in a lab they want to make baby formula synthetic meat all of this stuff right in a lab out of simple carbon hydrogen and oxygen they don't even want to make it out of soy and things like that they want to concoct it out of paper out of wood out of whatever they do yeah i agree i read an article this morning on off guardian and we've invited the uh, the author of the article it was really quite quite well written and it was all about especially in the uk all this genetic editing stuff they they're now moving to they're kind of wanting to change the genetic modification negative to it to genetic editing, right? And so this whole genetic editing to create this food in labs, and this is this is what they want us to eat. I mean, they're really everywhere around in the Europe, especially in Europe. And uh, I guess it's a it's a premonition of what's going to come here. And it's a scam. Genetics, now, of course, are, yeah. is a total scam. They're doing molecular editing. Because the genetics are so they can sell us their various products, but they go to the molecular level. In Time magazine, hmm. in the 1990s, they admitted what they wanted to do. They want to have a department of raw materials. You have it in your house, and you order a steak with uh, celery, etc., etc., and you want it on a blue plate. It comes out. You eat it off of the plate then you put what's left including the plate and it goes back in the department of raw materials <laughs> so they make the plate and the food out of the same raw material carbon hydrogen oxygen co2 and a little bit of trace minerals oh, good. that's what the article in time said and that's what they want to do i think it's crazy you think uh, man I wonder, so, so you think then they, they just must believe that there's going to be so enough people 
even though excluding the crazies like you and I that want real food, uh, to do this stuff. And they're probably right. They're, they're probably right. There's going to be, I don't know, in this country, maybe, what, 200 million people that'll do this because they don't understand. Something, really something. They want people helpless yeah. and clueless. clueless. They, they want them to think that they can't grow their own food. You know, I've gone into supermarkets, and when I put a beet on the counter, two supermarket clerks said, what is that? <laughs> they didn't even know what a beet was, which absolutely blew my mind. This was back in the 2000s, I believe it was, what about 20 years ago. What is that? And, uh, and that's where it is. If it doesn't come in a can or a package, people don't know. Even the health food store, there's very little produce section. It's mostly uh, manufactured foods sold as organic, but they're manufactured. Now, this is from uh, Manuel. What does Adam think about putting away oh, sardines, maybe in water or olive oil, as a um, food for a food shortage. They have a long shelf life. I think they have four or five years, so that's good. You could live on those too, some, right, sardines? You can't. Now, they have a lot of omega-3 fatty acids in, but we're talking survival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Survival is something that you're going to survive on. So, yes, I would store those up if, sure. if they're handy and you can get a hold of them, most definitely. And... Uh, if you are at a certain age and want to have a child, then you got the sardine. It's very close to the what a sperm is. Both an anchovy and a sardine are close to the human sperm. Wow. So if a man and a woman takes that, they have more of a chance of conceiving. So there's times to take what we would call a poison and eat them for health benefits. Nothing is one-sided. Yeah. Even omega-3s can cure certain diseases. It's just not a good food. Ravisi said if you take it over an extended period of time, you get an adrenal reaction, and then you cause all kinds of problems in your body. But for short periods of time, no problem with these foods. They're actually medicines. Yeah, that's why some people have said over the years that um, – They've had really good experience with doing even cod liver oil for a month or two. They got rid of whatever was going on. Um, hmm, so it was used as a medicine, right? As a medicine. When uh, Cod liver oil could be recommended for a transplant victim. If they hmm. took it for three weeks to one month to avoid the adrenal response and then every month resumed it, then they wouldn't get the adrenal response and they would get the benefit. Transplant doctors actually know this, hmm. that omega-3 oils, it, it stops the immune response. And there's two ways, build the immunity or stop it. Building is the smarter way of doing it, but stopping it, if you don't know anything else to do and you have a can of sardines in the, in the uh, house, why not? If you get a severe inflammation, then take cod liver oil or even take uh, fish oil for the inflammation. When the inflammation goes down, the swelling goes down, stop. Two or three days is not going to hurt. Not going to kill you. Even Ray Pete says you can take huge doses of iodine for a couple of days. The problem starts when you keep taking them over the year, or over the weeks and months and years. That's when you get the problem because it's a medicine. It's not a food. It's a medicine. What would... What would precipitate 
taking iodine, a, a bunch of it, for a day or two. Why would you do that? What could what would? Uh, radiation. Radiation. It is a good idea. Mm -hmm. When the plume comes over, even the CDC says take these large amounts they recommend, but stop. Once the plume goes over, don't do it. Hmm. They actually recommend when you know it's coming your way, if you know it, take it three to five days in advance. But once it goes over, stop taking it. There's no sense to take it. And they know it causes harm. You know, the CDC, even with COVID, they're not the ones causing the problem. They actually give the correct statistics if you go and check their records. But people don't. So the media makes up the statistics instead of the CDC. Even the World Health Organization has been censored for saying don't wear a mask. (laughs) Go figure. Speaking about wearing a mask or not, as I said, I went to uh, St. Louis uh, to a family wedding, and uh, first time I flew for, I don't know, three or four years, and, um, you know, I'm just really, really settled and just into my, in my body and just really quiet and just, but boy, there's a lot of energy in those places, man. It's like, whew. You know, I, did, I had about half a cup of coffee just to, stain my body you know it was like you know it was it was a trip but it was interesting you know it was really interesting uh to to experience all that energy but it was it was interesting is the best word i can use for it you know (laughs) i used to love to fly i've given it up now because uh, I just don't want to put up with that kind of crap that they have, you know, where they search you and take your hairspray away or whatever you've got. Oh. A friend of mine, he had, I think, some hair tonic about that big. Oh, no, you got to have two ounces, not three ounces or whatever it was. They take one surgeon told me uh, they took away his nail clipper. And he said, but they didn't take away my ballpoint pen he was a heart surgeon i could stab someone in the heart with a ballpoint pen and kill him <laughs> i couldn't kill him with a nail clipper i got a great story for you so here i'm in austin and it's just, just you know six o'clock uh, thursday morning just you would think it was i mean there was so many people you could hardly walk i mean six o'clock thursday morning and lines everywhere just to try to get you know wherever you wanted to go so um, hang on one second my computer's doing something okay hold on okay oh gee let it go okay i think it's what is this it's so dark i can't read it <laughs> new introducing i guess i just did you cancel a, that out okay back to normal you there can you hear me, can you computers. Hear me okay they so, want you to do things <laughs> so so i um so i'm in line and I'm thinking, I'm not going to go through that big, you know, that radiation device thing. And so um, I asked the lady, I go, um, you know, I, and I was kind of behind schedule to be there. I really didn't want to do the, the pat-down thing because, you know, who knows how, in a crowded airport, I didn't know how long that was going to take, right? You know, because it could take a while. I didn't want to miss my flight. So I, I said to the lady, I said, can I just go through, and they had this uh, um, metal detector. You've seen those little simple metal detectors. Can I, can I just go through that? And she goes, um, n- no, you can't do that. You have to go through, unless, unless you're 75. And I go, oh, I'm 75. 
And she said, no, you're not. <laughs> I said, no, no, I am. And she said, no, you're not. I said, no, I am. Here, and I pulled out my, my um, ID. I showed it to her. And she looked at it. She goes, okay, sure, okay. And I didn't have to take off my shoes, my belt, nothing. I just walked right through that metal detector. Isn't that cool? Wow, that, that is a great story. I know. It's like <laughs> I had no idea they do that. You know, I, if, I never would have learned if I didn't ask her. It was hilarious. And she goes, okay, nothing. No shoes, nothing. Just boom, right through. Wow. Yeah. So Amazing. evidently they got something if you're, uh, I have 75 Christmases under your belt. She didn't believe me. You know, she didn't believe me. So. <laughs> That is a great story. I know. It's like, and, and what's funny is, I never would have known if I wouldn't have asked, right? Right. Never would have known. Never would have known. I don't know what's in those big things where they want you to raise your hands, and I have no idea about those, right? <laughs> yeah, we, uh, when we went, we went through where they frisk us, and of course, they don't like it. Yeah. In New Zealand, coming back, it was even tougher. They tried to convince me to go through it unless I had a pacemaker they asked me all kinds of questions why don't you want to go through I explained it's bad and they explained no it's good hmm. Ray Pete will give you the exact statistics on why it is bad to go through those Tura rays yeah, because they're... they are not friendly to our body no, it is a type of x-ray despite what they say I, I wouldn't so maybe you could uh, I don't want to have you do something illegal, but you could just probably get a fake ID and just make it 75, and then you're good. <laughs> probably so. Yep. They would probably make it a federal offense because <laughs> you were endangering, you know, they're all, always changing the rules there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's great. So that was a, that was a great experience. And then coming back, coming back in uh, St. Louis to Austin, there was nobody in the St. Louis airport. It was like, Nobody. I mean, there was one person in line at the American. One person. It's like, what? Wow. Yeah. And what I really found interesting, I had a good experience. Almost everybody in, in the airport workers are all black. They just are. You know, I don't know what that's about. Airlines, coffee shops, you know. And I really had a good experience where every time I made a concerted effort to look them in the eyes and just say, how you doing? What's going on? And they would just light up, you know. They would just light up. Um, one gal at the check-in thing, I I looked at her and, and I said something like, "How you doing, girl? Are you behaving yourself?" And boy, she just lit up, you know. She liked that I called her girl, and she said, "Well, you know, you have to around here. There's cameras everywhere." <laughs> <laughs> it's just so interesting how you can just give a little love and attention to people and they just um, just light up you know just you know that is up. particularly a Texas experience really because when I first moved to Texas uh, I was a hippie I had red sunglasses a fringe American vest with the uh, fringes down to my knees a belt with American flags on it and uh, bell bottoms, the whole works. So I'm walking around uh, down the street in Groves, Texas, mm -hmm. and a pickup pulls up beside me with a guy with a gimme hat on, and he opens the door and says, I don't approve of what you're doing, but you need a ride. 
where do you want to go? Oh. <laughs> I was flabbergasted. So I got in. And I said, well, you can drop me off here. No, I'll take you right to your front door. He did. Yeah. And even though he said, I don't approve what you're doing, Texans are very uh, forthcoming, uh, he gave me a ride. You look like I was you need a, a ride. Being. Yeah, you look like And that just uh, immediately, I fell in love with that aspect of Texas. Uh, and I've seen it many times. More Northerners are moving in now, and Californians are coming too, so you might get some changes. But when I first moved to Houston and to uh, Nederland, Texas, and that area, the Golden Triangle, wow, people were great. Oh, there's a lot, of, a lot of great people here, a lot of wonderful people here. Adam Bergstrom, Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. If you'd like to be on the show, 888-663-6386. I'll check the phone to make sure that's working and then also uh, Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com let's do a little break here and uh, hear from Dr. Patrick Flanagan. This conversation took place six years ago with the brilliant Dr. Patrick Flanagan Is there any trick to remembering uh, dream experiences and we've had so many people that are remembering more and more vivid dreams after being on the organic sulfur yeah. That's why, why, what is going on there? Well, the first, first thing that happens with the organic sulfur is that when your body gets cleansed uh, to a certain point, you start dreaming in full technicolor. Most people don't dream in color. They dream in black and white and, um, if, if, and don't remember their dreams at all. And the organic sulfur starts cleansing uh, the brain and the pineal gland starts operating and suddenly uh, the first thing people uh, do is they have these vivid dreams in color. Well, that's just one of the benefits with our organic sulfur. It's totally pure. Very few are out there that are pure as ours is. You can click an order anytime. OneRadioNetwork.com If you like more than four pounds, Email me for a 10% or maybe more discount, depending. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. And thanks for your support. Previously with Dr. Thomas Rao, the Pericles Medical Clinic in Switzerland. Their specialty is detoxification. We asked him about far-infrared saunas. The far-infrared sauna goes much deeper into the skin subcutaneously. It has its maximum about four to five centimeters below the skin surface. You've actually measured materials in the sweat and you've proven this. Yes, the, the patients after a week doing this every day, half an hour or 45 minutes, they react quite much with wet. Then you can collect this sweat. Then you measure this and then you find how much they detoxify with the heavy metals, it's really amazing. These are great units. I've had mine four or five years now to order the Relax Far. I know you have, Patrick, and it's probably a five-year-old commercial because I've had mine about ten years now. But it's the thought that counts, right, ladies and gentlemen? If you like to get this sauna, um, isn't it cool that they actually measure the stuff in the sweat? So you know they work. Better out than in. What's that old... Better out than in. So the way to get this sauna, the, the only uh, best price ever, is email moi, Patrick, at OneRadioNetwork.com. Patrick, at OneRadioNetwork.com. 
It'll cost you $1,295. That's in the lower 48. For those of you in Petaluma, uh, that means, uh, that means um, every place but Alaska and Hawaii. And we ship them all over the world. Shipped one to Israel last week. And uh, we ship them everywhere. Uh, the general cost to Canada, we have so many uh, can- Canadian people um, listening to the show. We have lots of people in Canada. And is about fourteen ninety five. It's about. But just email me with your uh, city, state, and zip. And uh, we'll give you the exact cost. But that'll be a pretty good idea. And get to you pretty quickly. And uh, come with the proper plug if you got a different plug up there. Um, but just let us know. Just It's Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com and that's the way to get the uh, uh, the best price, the only way to get the, the best price ever, ever, ever. A um, couple people we don't mention uh, as often as we, we could or should or whatever the word is. I don't do coulds and shoulds. But um, Andrea Seed Oils, uh, if you've never tried their seed oils, they're just out of control good. Um, let's see. Uh, mentioned AquaCure, 20% off. Colostrum, great, great product. Uh, and the um, elk velvet on sale. Uh, the Bio Superfood. Boy, this is a wonderful product. Um, I got them right here. Uh, if you go on our website and look at the ingredients, and these are four, five, six, seven, twenty 20 different kinds of microalgaes. Very powerful. You'll feel this. Energetics. Got a lot of good stuff. Shen Blossom, loaded. Pearlsium, haven't mentioned them this morning yet. Uh, so we've got some really nice products. Uh, the Omica shower filter. So, um, you know, if, if there's something there to float your boat, we appreciate you spending your, uh, some money with us. And that'll help uh, help us to support our efforts here, as such as they are, on OneRadioNetwork.com. And if I do the right button... This will probably work. Know the Source on One Radio Network. From the motion picture, Know the Sauce, uh, Adam Bergstrom, SolarTiming.com. Adam, tell folks uh, about SolarTiming.com or the e-books. What kind of e-books are they going to find there? Well, uh... We have ebooks about solar nutrition, yeah. sun synchronized eating, mm-hmm. both simplified and when the sun sneezes, the earth catches a cold. <laughs> and we have a food list, a huge food list Whoa. about everything that's there. Now, we miss some of the new things like Shilajit and things like that because uh, at the time I wrote that, it was about, I think I started it about over 20 years ago. And pretty much did the last issue, maybe 2012, 2015, something like that. So some of the new foods aren't in there. But there are so many foods listed that it's easy to tell, uh, you know, what the growth pattern is, how that works. Tree, vine, root. And once you see the pattern, you can figure it out yourself. Um I also have books on mind hacking and mesmerism and the biography of uh, the Kit Carson of the uh, Aquarian Age, uh, uh, Swami Nitty Gritty, 
three books on cancer, I believe, hmm. and various other subjects. Good stuff. Mesmerism. Uh, if you're on hold, stay there. We're going to get to you. But after this, I. But the basic idea with the chronobiotic nutrition, if I understand, when the sun's rays are a certain angle, it's kind of a geometric, magical thing. That's when it's the best time to eat it, like trees and the sun in the morning, right? Apples, stuff like that, fruit. Mm-hmm. It, it's like in geometry, if you have munitions, when you fire an artillery shell, uh-huh. there's a perfect where you get the most range by firing it in a certain way. Or when you're watering the, in the garden, if you hold that hose up this way, you're not going to reach where you want. If you hit it here, you'll get farther away. As you go higher, you miss. That's the angulation or the angle of the sun. Hmm. So working the angles is another way to describe working the eating angles. solar nutrition or sun-synchronized nutrition or chronobiotic eating, various names. Even Tai Ming, instead of Tai Chi, it's Tai Ming. How do, how do eggs then end up at nighttime food? How did that happen? Uh, they come out of the bottom of the chicken. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Right? And they're also... Circulation sex meridian were made out of an egg and a, a, a an egg and a fish. Mm-hmm. So you want that's when you want your sardine and you want your egg to combine it. So that's a good time to have your sardine and egg when you wish to conceive. You want children and you'll get it at that time. Also, the agave family, which grows on actually, the agave is uh, breaks the rule. It can be taller, but because it has to do its photosynthesis hard work, the bulk of its work at night, then you have a nighttime food with the agave family, the orchid family, and the cactus family. And then that's aloes at night, too. Then aloes at night. Those are at night. Mm. Definitely aloe. Mm. And agave tequila and uh, pineapple juice. Pineapple Pineapple grows right on the ground, and it breaks the rules on how it metabolizes and how it photosynthesizes. Interesting. Here's the phone. Uh, let's see. Good morning. Uh, who's this? You're on the air. Hi, good morning. It's Mark in Massachusetts. Hello, um, Mark. Had a, had a question about um, an issue that I was having with my shoulder a while back. It, it I seem to be kind of fixing it on my own, but um, just wanted to get Adam's take on this. Um, you know, uh, Bobby... About a year ago, I went for a massage, and um, you know, the lady asked me if I had had any uh, imaging done on it, and I said no, um, you know, because she was worried about you know, kind of hurting any damage that was in there. But um, she did like this really deep massage right in my shoulder socket, and uh, you know, she got she got into the knot there and worked it out, and and she warned me that uh, you know the fluid from in there could move around and. Um, to drink lots of water to flush that and I tried flushing it with a lot of water and you know sure enough like maybe four or five hours later the pain did it moved into my knee I'd never had knee pain like this before and it took about two weeks for it to go away so that that happened Um, then the shoulder pain came back as the knee pain went away Um, but then um, another time uh, more recently um, I had my girlfriend massage the same area in my shoulder because it was bothering me so much. And um, then the pain went to my neck and it was like debilitating neck spasms and like whole body spasms. I couldn't even move for like two days. Um, but 
you know, now it seems to be going away now that I'm not sleeping on that shoulder. And I'm wondering if it's like a bursitis thing or, or what, what hmm. he thought it was. First of all, was it the left or the right shoulder? The right shoulder. The right shoulder. Okay. That's usually a who, and the right represents a female and the left a male. So there would be some kind of female trauma you're working on. Now, the shoulder has a lot to do with responsibility. So it may be you're not facing the responsibility of uh, something with a woman or other things about shoulder and responsibility. The physical uh, pain is coming from over-oxygenation of the uh, area. When you have an electric circuit, it flows without heat. When you have a light bulb, then you get the heat, but you want the heat at that area. When you have pain, basically the electricity is bleeding off and you're getting heat and pain where you don't want it. So if you work on it as a, uh, a, a from a physical level, you work the hips to free the shoulder. Working the shoulder itself makes it worse. It's like if you have a bullet wound, do you work where it came in or where it goes out? Where, where, where it goes out is where the big hole is. That's what you want to seal up. If you work it where the pain came in, you make it worse. So when people, well-meaning massage therapists, start working the shoulder itself, they're doing a disservice by making it worse and bringing it into the chronic stage. What you want to do is work the hips. Notice how the shoulder line and the hip line are very similar, that you can actually find a place on your shoulder and find the pain in your hip. Sometimes it switches over. If I get injured by being punched, it goes to the other side. If I punch myself, it goes to the same side. It's just simple mechanics of where the pain's gonna be. So if you punch something, it, it happened that it went down to the right, but if you were punched, it went from the opposite side to where the shoulder pain is. Now, on a psychological level, and this is, I'm not saying this is your circumstance, but we manufacture language into trauma. So here's one gentleman was having an affair with another woman, and he kept saying, I kept looking over my shoulder to see if anybody was watching. Well, he had already had one surgery on the shoulder and was having another. Now, mostly it's not that kind of trauma. It's shouldering too much responsibility. And the book title tells us what to do. Atlas Shrugged. <laughs> Shrug. Shrug your show. Yeah, that's great. So, Mark, you got a little, um, you know, maybe a little thing going on with your significant other that you could work through. Well, you know, I've, I've gone through, uh, <laughs> I kind of put, put a few women through some hell in the past five years, <laughs> but you know, it seems to be settling down here with the new woman. So, uh, I, um, uh, you know, maybe, maybe that has something to do with it. Okay. Thanks for calling, brother. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. After five wives, I can empathize <laughs> That's right. with what you're saying. After five wives. Yeah, and by the way, uh, if he's still listening, yes, yes. to loosen the shoulders, rotate them backwards. If you want to make it worse, rotate them forwards. Hmm. Now, a good strategy is one forward 
and five or ten backwards, one forward, because that pre the, the one forward presets it for the other, other to work. In the same way in the hyper, hyperbaric chamber now, they're getting wise to the carbon dioxide. They're taking away your breath briefly and then applying the hyperbaric. So you always start the wrong way and then go the right way when you want to correct an injury. Interesting. So there'd be one forward and five backwards with shoulder, yeah. Well, even 10, you know, just so you get it once and then, then you go backwards and just relax it. You can relax one shoulder at a time, you know, like you're doing a little dance. In fact, actually relaxing it, we tend to want to mechanicalize things like a concentration curl. But what you want to do is just go loose and go backwards and do this little dance. Put your arm at different heights to go back. Little little circles, big circles, whatever. And that ultimately will release the pain. And uh, his pain going to the neck was a good sign. The problems are really serious when the pain doesn't move at all. But if he moved it, he's on the road to wellness. Hannah hmm. Bergstrom, Patrick Timpone. It's almost noon here. We'll stick around for a little while. Um, so just when you thought it was safe to go into the water... In New York City, the city has upped the warning from medium to high after signaling that the change could be imminent uh, with a high alert encourages New Yorkers to wear a face mask in all public indoor settings and crowded outdoor settings. Can you imagine, do you believe this, they're going to do it again? They're just, they are, definitely. I thought they gonna were going to wait until after again. the election, yeah, but yeah. they're not. Whoa. Africa is South Africa now is having the fifth wave and of course Shanghai and China this zero COVID idea is absolute insanity it's crazy oh man but they get away with it the amazing thing that people are so gullible that they will get away with it and even people like this this uh, Dr. Z character Oh, the masks don't count. They don't really help. This helps. But now there is a cure. The vaccine. You have a cure. There's no excuse except you go get a vaccine. Yeah, I get blood clots and everything <laughs> else in the book. And it Bell's palsy. You name it. Yeah. I, I, we know victims of uh, the vaccines. Yeah. It's just fascinating to me that they, whoever they are, are getting away with this to this day. Is that that it, it's just it, like it's, I, I can't even imagine that more people don't understand how dangerous these vaccines are how and they use that to transfer it to global warning yeah. you know in Oregon now they charge you to drive by the mile every time oh, you mile you get taxed on yeah. it and they're going to introduce it into Australia no. but Oregon is even ahead of Australia on doing this yeah it, that would be unconceivable that they could tax you for getting in your car and starting it up and driving to the mailbox that you'll actually be taxed for every mile you do it's insanity but it would be inconceivable three years ago yeah now it's a matter of course and don't you think this is part of the whole uh covid training operation psychop that it was right to get people you know to get people used to doing what they say right it's been planned since alan dulles and and uh, John Foster Dulles back in the Truman administration. As soon as Roosevelt died, the Dulles faction took over and basically made the medical police state. 
the medical police state was in full operation and finally made its peak in 75 but nobody noticed now you can't have your own health it's illegal for you to take care of yourself you have to have hospital help uh ivan even illich wrote medical nemesis in 1976 despite reading a, a, as read my books but first read even illich's it's for free on the internet and he reveals the entire scheme in 1976 this is not new this has been in the works for a long time and actually it started with the foundation of this country doctors signed the uh declaration of independence and uh they were involved with the takeover of medicine which happened in 1848 in chicago when the american medical association was formed and then they plotted all along until the Dulles administration actually it was the Truman administration but it was for all intents and purposes the Dulles administration and then you know I, as you we were talking about it was at the airport for the first time in many years here's millions of people going through lines and taking their shoes off, taking their belts off, going through, for what? For, for, for what? For, for what? Just some stupid thing after an inside job, but pretty much, we know, the 9-11, which was 20 years ago. So they've just trained people, and now we, we stupid people just go to the airport and do what they say, because for what? Nobody's asking why. Why are we still doing this? You know, are there really terrorists running around trying to blow up an airplane? The hours wasted and the the programming and the control, the Orwellian. Man, it's a trip, isn't it? It's just crazy. It is. It's It's just crazy. uh, It's crazy. It's amazing that people are still putting up with it, too. Just amazing. Yeah, yeah. You would think that people... I used to like to fly. Yeah, I mean, now... You you just show up. You show up. You think you could do... Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. No. You could do like a Greyhound bus. I'd just show up at the airport and say, when's the next flight out? That's You're right. in time, five minutes. So buy the ticket, get we all remember plane. those days. You didn't have to go to a travel agent and hook up. You all remember those days. You walked in and you walked at the gate. And, you know, it took you five minutes. And that was it. Simple okay. as that. And they could do that again. But no, these people are control freaks, man. They are just <laughs> control freaks totalitarians yeah. that's what it is they are they want to take over the entire world and tell us what to do and put us on machines yeah. you know uh uh my sister-in-law is in the hospital how do they operate on her with robots with television from because they want to show off that they can do it at a distance they basically want to roboticize her instead of having a doctor right there at the at the, the site they have to do it with television now that's the new thing. They want to make us into robots and they want to have us treated by robots. Hmm. Yeah, the big picture, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, this is, Adam, I guess this has been in the works for a long time, huh? 50 years, 100 years, right? They've been kind of working towards this total control or that Orwell, Orwell, you know, George figure it out even longer if you go back to uh to uh 
what was it uh, venice the venetians came into england and you can track all of this back for 500 years mm. it's been going on in the netherlands with the creations of the corporations with the east india country uh, company with the american fur companies and all of those all of those were government sponsored and meaning to enslave us but at that point you could go out in the wilderness sure. you could be a mountain man or a yeah. desert man or a pioneer now they know we have no place to go <laughs> well we can't go out in the wilderness if you can afford it you know if you can afford to buy land out there you should see they what, can find us the surveillance is so good oh yeah that you know China that, yeah, they can find us yeah can do facial recognition on the entire population with a supercomputer in one second yeah oh yeah there's no hiding it's almost yeah no place unbelievable to go. yeah no place to go you know so I, i've given that one up a long time ago so I, everything they know everything so you might as well just keep in mind that every time you talk on the phone every time you're on email every time you're on the internet that they whoever they are know everything so just be careful what you say that's all <laughs> and as soon as people use DuckDuckGo or one of these other yeah, hidden yeah. dark nets they say oh that's one of those. That's one of those. Because they know what you're doing. <laughs> and you you become a threat as soon as you do that. One of those. Just keep it out in the open and say what you have to say. Uh, except when they censor you, then go someplace else. Yes. On Facebook, I have a different personality than I do on MeWe or here. Yes. On your show, I can say what I think. Just move but along. You know? I can't do that on Facebook. No, no. Yeah, you gotta, if you want to stay on there, just... Uh, it's... Um, but so far, I can criticize the medical police state because they're not looking for that. They don't expect people to do that. And that is the real problem. It's not the vaccinations. It's that they have the power of public health. There is no such thing as public health. It's private health. You have your health. I have my health. And the twain doesn't meet, really. <laughs> the twain doesn't they meet. Want your health to be dependent on my health, to be dependent on Biden's health, to be dependent on Joe Blow from Idaho's health. It just is a fiction. Hmm. Uh, hello, Adam. This was from... Oh, I... Let's see. Oh, I think this was in one of your blogs that I, I saw this and I thought it was kind of interesting. Um... Because, oh, yeah, um, let's see. How much of this anti-Ricketts factor olive oil would one consume daily to theoretically get any amount equivalent to two to three hundred high use of vitamin D? Uh, so this is on one of your blogs. And what were you guys talking about of olive oil and vitamin D? Yes. Here's a very strange thing hmm. about vitamin D. Uh when exposed to the sun, plants don't absorb it in large amounts. They, uh, because it's a survival mechanism, they have to close down to protect themselves from the sun and open up certain photosynthetic pathways. Oh. So people think that the vitamin E is vitamin D is all going to be packed in at that time. But actually, say you have barley in the field, it's not going to pick up any vitamin D at all. But then you dry it off in the barn, and when it's dry, then you expose it to the sun for 20 minutes or a half hour, and it's packed with vitamin D. Hmm. So the trick is to get vitamin D, when you buy 
olive oil. It doesn't have that much olive oil, a, a, vitamin D in, because it's been in the olive. But once you have it in the bottle, you pour it out, expose it to the direct sunlight, load it up with vitamin D in 20 minutes. If you leave it out for an hour, still okay. Anything past an hour, you start losing vitamin D. And if you could expose it to 24 hours of sunlight directly, the oil would be rancid. It would not be green anymore. It would be white and there would be absolutely no vitamin D in and chemicals that destroy vitamin D would be in it. It's a very strange phenomenon. Very strange. This is a good question from Gina. Uh, Patrick, I hear you're talking about getting some rice and beans. Sounds like a good idea. You could live on that for a long time. But what would you do for fat? Would you just have extra olive oil? It's a good question. That would be good, right? Uh, have lots of olive oil on hand? That, that keeps... I mean, Olive oil is a really good thing to have on hand yeah. because it's a medicine, it's a medicine as well yeah. as a food. And also to Gina and others, if I were going to store like a bunch, you know, I don't know, I would do it in the tins. I would actually do it in, I think that's, I, as much as I don't like tin, I think it's almost a, what do you think, Adam? Almost a safer way to store it. Without light, in a uh, in a cool dark in a cool, place. Dark, cool dark place, right? Yeah. And now here's the thing: say you had twenty bottles. Yeah. When you're ready to use it, you go outside and you expose it to direct sunlight, pour it back in the bottle, and that vitamin D will stay in there without any loss for ten months. So as you do it, you can get your vitamin D too. So you don't even have to worry about that. Does olive oil go bad? Do you think? I mean, I guess it could. After a while, I don't know. It, it will go bad after definitely if you if you leave it out in the sun. No, I mean rancid just in like 24 in a, hours. Just like in a cool place, Adam, in your home. Oh, no, it, it lasts a long Doesn't time. Doesn't last yeah. a long time. It, now, in the as long as it's sealed in the bottle and corked, hmm. you're not going to have any problem. Once you open it, you start to get some air. Uh, but olive oil is a monosaturated oil, so it doesn't happen like. If you did that with soy oil, the soy oil starts to go bad the first day, even in the refrigerator once you open it. Hmm. Dirk Pearson and Sandy Shaw went into that in detail in their book Life Extension about how how bad they are. And you need preservatives like rosemary or sage. Certain things actually will preserve it or vitamin E even can be Hmm. put in an oil. How about coconut oil? That's a good keeper, right? Coconut oil? lasts almost forever. forever it almost lasts forever best if it's refined where you get nothing but it when you get the whole with the flavor you get protein in it so it will go bad but it usually takes several years even mm. on a in a shelf yeah. life without putting it in the refrigerator yeah but the pure stuff will last maybe for a hundred years even if oh. you just get it refined like ray pete used to take it and ghee just came to mind. Ghee keeps for a long time, long time, long time, long time, long time. So if you had ghee and olive it's oil. It's a good oil. It's yeah. A, oh, it's a great. Be, ghee, olive oil, and coconut oil, you know, you'd be good on your fat for years. And these guys aren't going to make it another two or three years. I think the whole thing's going to implode myself. I, I think they're just going to fall down and break their legs or whatever they're going to do. So I don't think if they pull off something food thing I don't think it's going to last very long I don't know but you know I just I just don't think that it's amazing how many sheep bots there are yeah. there Patrick we still see people riding around with their masks I know, on I know 
by themselves in a car. I know. What what are they protecting themselves from in a car? We we're on the coast here where some guy was a mile out on a paddleboard and they went out and arrested him for not having a mask a mile out to sea. What is wrong? <laughs> you, guys, you guys in California what is the thinking? are crazy. So well, how much where does how much more time does Mussolini have on? Do you think he'll ever get voted out of office or is there a lot of uh, woke people out there that'll keep voting him in? You know, he's in trouble now with the woke people. I don't know what he did. What he did. He he said something wrong, so who knows what's (laughs) going on. I think uh, they'll just replace him with someone worse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lynn writes in, our note-taker, great gal. Uh, Maybe robots would be better doctors after reading about how many cases of patients patients who visit a doctor multiple times with signs of cancer and the doctors never investigate it. And then they were only diagnosed once late stage. Maybe robots would do a better job than many of the doctors, you know. Yeah, maybe so. There's a point to be made there. But uh, doctors, first of all, uh, cancer is not a problem not a in problem. the early stages. No, it just isn't. When they get, get it too soon, often we get cancer every day, maybe 50 times, and beat it every time. So cancer is only a problem when it starts to spread. The idea that cancer is genetic is the biggest scam ever done. Yeah. You cannot fight cancer on a genetic level because you'll cause cancer by fighting it on that level. Once the cancer comes out of the DNA into the nucleus and into the cell, then it becomes a problem. And then as it goes into the interstitial fluid and elsewhere you have metastasis, that's where cancer is the problem. In the gene, it happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah, boy. I just hear so many stories and people go and get chemo and then they get sick and throw up and lose their hair and die. You know, it's just, it's terrible what they're being taught. You know, what they're telling people. That's terrible. You know, when they mention cancer in genetics, it's a way station between the atomic level and the macro level. Mm. It just... It's like saying, your fingerprints, I can identify you with, and that causes cancer when your fingerprint changes. See, it's the same nonsense. Same. It indicates something. Your fingerprints can actually be used for health analysis, but you can't change your fingerprint and then cure cancer. They want to say they can change your gene and cure cancer. It's nonsense. It's, nonsense. it's like your iris. You can read it and you can tell things. But it doesn't but do, do anything. But do you think you can go and change your iris and then you're going to cure cancer and, and, or heart disease or whatever? And my good friend Anna Bergstrom, this is where they're going. I like to listen to NPR because they always tell you what they're going to do. I do. do. It's, it's hilarious. I listen to it and they tell you exactly what they're going to do. And this gene thing is where they're going. I, 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 the I scenario heard, is I heard a story... Out. And there was a lady, and they had this all whole story about her and how smart she was because she had a gene for stomach cancer, and she had her stomach taken out so she didn't get cancer. And they were just, uh, you know, applauding her because she was so far ahead of the curve. And look at Angelina Jolie; she yeah, had her she, she breast, had her cut, breast off. cut off. She's safe now. My goodness! Now she's entertaining in Ukraine. Must be really dangerous there if you can go there for coffee in Ukraine and Bono's there and all these people are entertaining there. 
Interesting. I don't know how it's... I, I don't understand how people could could just get that programmed. I, I, maybe, what am I missing here? What am I missing? You know? Yeah, I think people are insane. 99% of the people out there are walking around as zombies. Yeah. It really is the zombie apocalypse unless these people wake up. How do we wake them up? They're woke. I don't That's know. That's the problem. I don't know, you know? It's just, it's crazy. Just crazy. Well, we're here, dude. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, we're here, you know? It's like we're here. Hey, before we go, I want to ask you about, uh, you want to talk anal sphincter? About what? You want to talk about the anal sphincter? You want to talk about that? Oh, the anal sphincter? Yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, I do the deer exercise, right? You've heard oh, me talk oh. about it, right? The deer exercise, I do that every morning and shine a red light on my family jewels and do the deer exercise. Second part of the deer exercise is you squeeze your anal sphincter, right? And then that does all kinds of wonderful things for the body and you just hold it as long as you can. This is part of the deer exercise. And they don't tell you to guide things, just do it, you know? And I really feel that some things go on. So I was wondering, I, with all of your experience with Tai Chi and all this stuff, I know in Tai Chi, uh, you're supposed to do your anal, anal sphincter as well, right, when you do these. What, what's the magic of that? What's going on when you're tightening your anal sphincter? Uh, what's going on energetically in the body? You know, the coccyx has been known as the source of Kundalini ah. for millennia. And that's where the energy starts to rise it. So first, you activate the cobra in your spine mm -hmm. at the bottom. So tightening the spine, first just tighten it in general, but actually there's a variety of muscles down there, both in the pudendum as well as the anus, and learning the control of that is what yogis do and tai chi masters do. That sends the energy up, up. into the tongue. When you put the tongue to the palate, and then open your mouth, you release the energy and recirculate it. They mm. call that the circulation of chi, mm -hmm. which is done uh, through Tai Chi. Qi Gong is to heal Qigong, the body, yeah, yeah. but Tai Chi is for spiritual enlightenment. But even, People often get that mixed up, like Qi Gong is more powerful than Tai Chi. Yeah, yeah. I Qi took Gong some is Qi when Gong. you have a problem. I took some Qi Gong lessons from a fellow some years ago, and he always uh, has told me, don't, don't forget now, Squeeze your anal sphincter when you're doing this thing, right? Because that just circulates things like that? It definitely does. Mm. And it does practical things like uh, many people when they get older, women especially, they start to lose urine. Like they'll jump on yeah. a trampoline, a mini trampoline, and urine comes out because those muscles are weak. So the Kegel exercises, all of those are basically related to Tai Chi and Qigong. Mm. Now Kegel then are separate though from the anal sphincter, right? Kegels up front, you can feel the difference. Yes. Yeah, and then the, and then I think the anal sphincter is very good too to massage the prostate and keep the prostate happy, right? Because that's where the prostate is, right there, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah. Think, think of the spine too as the rattle on the rattlesnake is at the bottom, at the very bottom of the tail. That's yeah. the coccyx. That's it's been known for a long time that that's where the energy surges upward. So you start there and then bring it up. 
into the third eye, the various areas in the brain. Then from there, you go from the center of your forehead to the medulla, and that's the path of Sant Mat and Eckenkar yeah. too, as I oh, understand yeah, it. Right they well. do the same thing. Same thing. So then it's no accident then in a lot of elderly people around the planet who don't understand this, they lose and they have to wear diapers and stuff like that because that anal sphincter is so loose they can't even control it. Isn't that interesting? So it's an aging they thing. They do. Yeah. And all they have to do they is exercise. It's just like you exercise yeah. your bicep or your tricep. <laughs> People forget about that area. They also forget about the gut muscles, which are very important, like instead of doing crunches, you just inhale and suck it in. You know, in oh, the Oh, you mean like scouts, the yoga thing where you, yeah, what do they call it? Ubanda? Uh, I, I used to do. I think that's the name. I think you have it. Ubanda, uh, something we, like that where you suck it in. I'm going to start doing that again. I used to do that. Tell folks how you do that. I, I bet, I bet Byron Kelly knows how to do that. his fingers under, and disappear his fingers underneath his rib cage. Really? <laughs> just by, what he's talking about, folks, is you can, you know, do this on an empty stomach and you can actually suck in your your intestines all the way back to your spine. Just, it's pretty cool. I used to do it. I'm going to start doing that again. I'm glad you reminded me of that. Yeah, I haven't done that before. Bodybuilders have a name for that too, but yeah. I've forgotten it. But it, it's one of the forgotten exercises. Even in one of the bodybuilding books, Arnold Schwarzenegger wrote an article about it calling the forgotten bodybuilding exercise. It's very important for the abs, not crunches and all these other things, but just sucking Sucking it in and being able to grab your rib cage. They they recommend those exercises for pregnant women, Hmm. but they forget about it in the bodybuilders. So how many bodybuilders do you see with a big belly? They have to suck it in as soon as they relax it. So pregnant women could actually do that? What happens? Where's the baby? What's going on with the baby? Well, they do it easily, of course, with the baby. But it prepares them for childbirth because Ah. it loosens up that whole lower area. The anus is tied in with the pudenda, you know, with with male and female organs. Mm. They're intimately connected so much that Adano called uh, the bottom two chakras the uh, anal... Uh, elimination and the anal sexual uh, or uh, chakras. Mm. Years ago, They're definitely connected. Years ago, I had a great relationship with a yogi teacher. We were we were significant others for a while, and uh, she was great. And she was a yogi teacher, and she could do that or that thing sucking in her stomach like you couldn't believe it. It was like there was nothing there but her but her spine. It was like whoa. But she did it uh, amazing. Yeah, it's like it is amazing. It's like it is amazing. where should it all go? You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like whoa. It's like whoa. It's very very powerful. Then I guess you're massaging everything, right? Colon, uh, large intestine, small intestine. You can move gas too, because I'll tell you the rest of the story. When Adano demonstrated, hmm. we asked him what that exercise was for. Yeah. So he reached under his rib cage, and suddenly, when he had the fingers fully extended, we heard a retort like the a twenty-two pistol going off with a fart. Really? And we had asked him what it was for, and we said, oh, "Okay, we, you don't have to explain anymore." That's it, it's the loudest fart I ever heard in my life. It really it was shocking. It sounded like a twenty-two went off in the classroom. And he would put his fingers around his ribcage and just they would disa- the disappear right couldn't 
Yep. His hands disappeared That's, under his do that. cage. Yeah, this lady used to do that, too. I'm going to start working on that. I haven't done it for a while, as I say. Um, you know, I'm, I get about that far. <laughs> so, you know, and I'm starting, you know, I like to massage my liver and all that underneath the rib cage. You know, it feels like my liver is getting smaller. Is that possible? Yes. The liver loves massage. It's like, the, huh. like we like massage. The individual organs like massage, they too. They like massage, too. Huh? Even to, to, when a person has a heart attack, you massage their heart. So doing that on a regular basis, massaging the organs, is basically yoga to take care of the organs. When bodybuilding, they forget about their innards. They only work on their outers, outers what yeah. you can see. I want muscles. But the innards are where the strength comes from. Yeah. So... Would you need to do that at liver time or gallbladder time, or does it matter when you do it? Uh, when you do it directly, huh. it's ideal to do it at that time. Okay. And it's better to do the reflexes to it the other time. It's not a hard and fast uh, rule, rule, but you get more bang for your buck by doing it that way. Right. The reflexes work better when the organ isn't on time, on schedule, and the direct massage of the organ works better. Like kidney time, that's when you massage your kidney. If you want to do the reflexes to it, then the the reflexes like, uh, here's a kidney right here. On the, is that bottom of your foot? Or the, no, that's in hand, right? That's on the hand. See see how the thumb forms a kidney? Oh, yeah. That's a kidney reflex. The kidney. And it's the sonic part. You you start with, uh, you you go up what's called the tatvas where you go from the pinky, which is crystalline, or earth, water, fire, uh, uh, air, air, and sonics. And then you make a thumb with it. <laughs> you make an ear with it, and you make a fetus. You'll notice the fetus reflex in the auricular therapy. It takes you back to childhood to just work that thumb reflex, work the kidneys directly. They're shells. Hmm. They're shells so you can hear in the same way you take a seashell at the beach, what do you hear? The roar of the audible life stream. Yeah, you hear it. Uh, Glenn says, Patrick, what do you think the red light is doing for you on your on your genitals? I'm not sure. Um, I, it's supposed to keep testosterone levels up. Um, uh, I think I've got a 632 hertz or 800 in that range, red light, LED. So I just do it uh, just because it feels good. You know, I don't know. You any idea? It protects you from prostate cancer does too. It? So does what it? a deal! Yeah. So yeah, especially when exposed to ultraviolet light, and you have any kind of damage or even radioactive damage, hmm. if you put red light on it as quickly as possible, it heals it. Hmm. Adam, you know on the LED I have, I got from the red light man on the on the internet. He's got a great selection. And I think it's 632 to 800 hertz, something like that, which is what Brandon Amalani recommended I get for just keep testosterone levels up on the genitals. Is that, how is, is that different from the, like the four red lights I get at the, you know, just at the Home Depot, the chicken lamp? Are those different? Do they have different effects on the body? They vary. I like the chicken lamps because it gets from orange through red-orange, hmm. through red, through deep red, and infrared, and all of those combined. Oh. But the other ones will work, too. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the ones that just radiate at one frequency at yeah. all. Now, ultimately, that's a laser light, which really 
they have not figured out exactly what the frequency is. But different shades of red, uh, they have different results, but they all have good results, I think. Sure. Yeah, this one I have is supposed to have a large range that it goes through. You know, that's where I got that one in six to 800 or something. Something pretty magical about red light, though, isn't there? Something. It's amazing, but red light is the only light that you can shine through your earlobe. If you have a white light, it turns red. Hmm. If you close your eyes, you see red. The truth is, if orange went through your body, you'd be dead. Really? You cannot handle orange or yellow or any of those colors upward, but red, it gives us life. Life is in the red frequency. Hmm. Can you use red lights on your eyes at all, do you think? Uh, I th- if it's at a distance, I think if you get too close and stare, but you're not going to have the problems you do like if you stare at the sun, where right. you're going to see the image of the sun. Uh, I'd be careful about infrared light. When you, the infrared is what you can feel. When you feel heat, that's infrared. Yeah. If you don't feel the heat, you're getting the light. Ray Pete recommends the red light, not the infrared. Otherwise, you could just go to a fireplace and get all the sure. infrared you want. Or one way to get infrared go under a green tree it emits infrared light hmm. green tree but i sure like my infrared sauna man i'm in that sucker every day i really do there's something magic oh i want to ask you so is heat sympathetic and cold parasympathetic or is there a hard and fast rule with that like the the wim hof stuff did that put you into more parasympathetic um cold Generally, cold is sympathetic and heat is parasympathetic. But if you take them too far to either direction, you get a reversal of them. Uh, hmm. So, uh, you basically, if you want to do the Ray Pete way, uh, you want more. Strangely enough, you want more cold. You want more to work with hop. Hop. I disagree with Ray Pete about that. But if you want to be a yogi and hibernate, then you want heat. What what the yogis do is they live in a temperature where it's hotter, where it's warmer, so they can be very comfortable. And they get in caves or grottos where they get as much carbon dioxide as possible. Hmm. So these yogis that hibernate, they first learn in caves. Even Chen, when he was at Wudang, they went in in the dark and meditated for six months in a cave at a time, sometimes a year inside the cave. So uh, those techniques have to do uh, back and forth. Now, sympathetic is life. Sympathetic is actually what you want and is the true meditative state. Parasympathetic is the breaks because you want to, you don't want to overdo it. But people get mixed up with that that make the sympathetic system bad. Oh, it's fight or flight. But it's also sympathetic tone. I can stand up because of sympathetic tone. If I didn't have it, I'd fall to the floor. And when people are totally parasympathetic, the, the hospital attendants have to be careful that they don't dislocate an arm because there's no energy there to hold it up. Yeah. So sympathetic tone is important. They're both important, hmm. mainly. Yeah. But so there isn't a bad guy. If I'm doing cold showers after my sauna, maybe that's interfering with sleep. Maybe I'd be better to do a warm sh- I don't know. 
Actually, if you, you're better off doing the cold huh. as long as you don't overdo it. If you take it to the point of chills, you oh, got no. a problem. Yeah, no. I just do a couple minutes cold and boom, and I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. That is a sympathetic tone, and it's one of the healthiest things you can do, I believe. I've, I've done cold showers like that for decades, since I was in high school, yeah. when yeah. I first discovered that pilots could improve their eyesight by putting cold shower on their hips. So I figured out hips, why not use the whole body? I use the whole body, And I've been doing it ever since. And I've been doing cold showers first thing in the morning too. I really like it, you know. It just really, (laughs) it gets you going. Now once people get a tolerance for cold, you can do long term ones. Like the founder of Aikido did ice baths. Wim Hof's technique. Most people can't do that. They get in trouble when they do it because they don't have enough chi to generate it. Generate. That's why it's better to go in a cold shower for, I don't know if you do it a minute or two or three or four. That's what I do. And that's highly invigorating, life supporting, and even supports longevity. Yeah, I bet. So. I think so. No, I think there's something to it. Yeah. Well, we've covered beans, pregnenolone, anal sphincters. I mean, geez, holy cow. <laughs> from beans to anuses. Yeah, from beans to anuses. That's a, that's, a, that's a full circle thing here, you know. <laughs> All right, kiddo. Well, uh, thanks for coming on the show a day early. So you guys are going to be um, off the grid tomorrow. That'll be fun. What are you going to do? Yep. No computer. We're going to twiddle our thumbs, I guess. Well, you go to well, fa- maybe go to farmers' market. We have plenty of work to do here, so. Yeah be a good day to clean up and get organized and and uh, not go on email for a, how long are you going to be off? been doing a lot of that lately and uh, it's, it, we're having these tremendous winds so huh. every day I have to go out and sweep so now I can leisurely sweep instead of hurriedly sweep and then run in to be on the computer yeah, yeah. <clears throat> how long are you guys going to be off uh, off the grid tomorrow? Did they tell you? Uh, from 8 in the morning, which would have been showtime, yeah. 8 in the morning here till uh, 5 o'clock, I think, 4 wow. or 5 o'clock. Yeah, the whole just... day, basically, they took away from us. Well, at least and they told you. It's going to was... happen more often. Yeah. At least they told you. I mean, you know, that was kind of them. <laughs> it was, because sometimes they haven't. <laughs> yeah, they, sometimes they'll just cut it off, say, whoops, well, you know. Well. Okay, kiddo. Uh, tell folks here, you have two websites, Sunsink Nutrition, that's the pay deal. Sunsink Nutrition. Oops, I lost a little advertisement here. Here we go. Oh, oh there you are. There that's you are. where the books are. SolarTiming.com. So get some books and from them. We have a bunch of them there, about 40 of them or so. Mini books, large books, very large books like the Butterflies book and the Mesmerism book. And the series of the Yellow Fat Disease books, of course. And then on Sunsink Nutrition, uh, we have the color recycling videos and other things and yeah. entertainment, probably for $99, and that's it. That's One Okay, kiddo, well, we love you and our love to Vibrant Gal. Have fun off the grid tomorrow, and we will see you real soon. Let us know if we can do anything. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Patrick, yeah. for everything you do. Yeah, um, my pleasure. May the blessings be. Adam Brookstrom and one radio network.com. What a good guy. Hey, he's the real deal. Just love talking to him. We can just talk about anything, and we do. And so please pass on these links to everyone that you care about. And, uh, you know, two and a half hours that we talked, we have more information jammed in there, and I'm pretty confident about the information is, uh, is you know, above accurate. 
because he does a lot of research, and uh, uh, so that's uh, uh, quite a blessing to have Adam on our team here at One Radio Network. Thanks to Lynn for taking notes and Sharon for doing the uh, the graphics and keeping me on track. And thanks to you for your ongoing support. Let us know if there's anything that we can do for you, any information about products that you'd like. I appreciate that you uh, spend some dollars on our um, people that we promote. Uh, uh, you know, I know that you work uh, nice and uh, um, get creative for those dollars. So when you spend them, um, with us, we we think that's really cool, and we like it. And thank you, and for trusting, uh, you know, everything that we that we promote. So I love you all very much. Thank you. You're doing great. No matter what they say, you're doing good. Don't listen to anybody saying you're not doing good. You're doing good. Let me know if I can help with anything. It's Patrick Timpone. Uh, may the blessings be. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.